back to Batting Around. It's Batting Around. It's baseball podcast. Uh, we're back. Sorry about last week, but, you know, I don't know. That shit happens. Sorry. I fucked up, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we're coming back here. Coming back strong. One of the most, you know, exciting things in baseball uh, is happening this week. Um, of course, talking about the draft. It's the, it's the, it's the baseball draft. They're the amateur draft. What's up? We're, we're, we're drafting here. It's true. Every young child grows up, uh, <laughs> celebrating the biggest event of the year in the sport. Um, when, when 30 <laughs> teams, baseball draft, when, when the brightest stars of the game of the future, um, the, the, no, sorry. When the brightest stars of the game, the executives gather in a big room and say which <laughs> high school prospects they think they can give them the least money to. It's very exciting. Um, you know, a bunch of guys we're probably not going to see for five years or so. Um, if ever. You know, it's wonderful. Yeah, if if ever, <laughs> uh, you know, they get to go. <laughs> they get to go be the uh, be the hottest shit in the in small towns around America <laughs> and make nothing. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. So but there was there was some kind of interesting stuff at the draft this year. It's, uh, Lauren, can you talk about it a bit? It's true. Uh, it seems like this uh, really is a, a year where the um, a strategy that some teams have employed, deployed more successfully than others has, has really kind of dominated the conversation around the draft. Uh, and that's the fascinating world of uh, signing under slot, uh, where uh, every, mm. every player in the draft, depending on where they're drafted, um, can be given a certain amount of money. Um, and a bunch of teams now strategize about how to pick a guy at the front who will take less money so they can spend more money on the guys in the back. Uh, and that was like the thing that I think threw off all of the talent evaluators and all the, the writers who said in mock drafts, you know, this guy will go first, this guy will go second, this guy will go third because, well, he's the most talented, he's the second most talented according to their evaluations. And that didn't really happen. I think it, it threw a lot of people, the Pirates who had the first overall pick, drafted like this where they gave... Uh, Henry Davis, a catcher out of um, Louisville, um, the first overall pick because they think he'll sign with for a little bit less money than the um, guys everybody was expecting. Uh, Marcelo Meyer and uh, sorry, Marcelo Meyer and Jordan Lawler, uh, who are the fourth and sixth picks overall, to kind of be the um, to be the most likely one to go. It, it wasn't really a year where there was like a consensus number one. Like there was a lot of back and forth about well, uh, maybe it'll be Lawler, maybe it'll be Meyer, maybe it'll be Colton Kowser, or even uh, you know, uh, uh, a guy, a guy like, uh, uh, South Relic, uh, or, or even like Khalil Watson was like an outside conversation. I saw at least one place. Um, but they, they went with, uh, uh, kind of a, a, a shocking, uh, Henry Davis so that they could then draft, uh, later rounds, uh, and give guys more than was expected. Uh, which is it like, it had a- to have been pretty tough to evaluate talent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for this draft, I mean, they only had five rounds last year, but like, I don't know, there, there, there probably wasn't uh, as much baseball to watch in the last, you know, year and a half or so. No, there wasn't, and and they were judging off smaller sample sizes for the guys who got drafted, mm-hmm. uh, especially in like their really important like sophomore years. Um, and it led to some weird outcomes because of, because of the eligibility rules. I don't know exactly how it works, but. Um, uh, the position players had more opportunities to go back to school than this big glut of pitchers. So a lot of teams drafted really heavily on pitchers. We were talking before the podcast started, the angels uh, drafted 20 uh, out of 20 um, of their picks were all, all pitching. And they, 
the executive said in an interview, you know, we weren't really setting out to do that, but by round, round 10 or so, we were just going to let it ride. And uh, it makes sense from their perspective. 19 of them are college pitchers. They'll conceivably get to the majors faster, and maybe one or two of them will be uh, better than the scratch-off rentals they sign every year. Uh, so, and, and they were the only ones who drafted really heavily on pitching. Cleveland drafted, I think, 19 out of 20 um, uh, uh, were, were college were pitchers and college pitchers. Uh, uh, so they all, they're also looking kind of a similar, like get people up to the majors as soon as possible, which is weird because you think at some point in the, over the last 10 years, uh, Cleveland would want to have a single good outfielder, but it really hasn't happened. It's kind of weird. I don't really get the, well, you know, whatever. Um, if you have enough, uh, you know, high upside unknowns, you can just trade pitchers. You can just trade for an outfielder yeah. at some point. Yeah, you can just trade for like a Steven Piscotti down the road for yeah. a playoff push. Those prospects whatever. can be anything. They're lottery <laughs> tickets, you know? So you can get so they could they could be, you know, huge stars. They're you know, it's what's in the box. You're trading for what's in the box. Exactly. Absolutely. But there wasn't there wasn't as many good from my understanding there wasn't as many good um like college hitting prospects. So that probably you know, <laughs> when it went into that for Cleveland. I think that's like, I know yeah. that they need that really bad, but yeah, um, that was something that the twins did for a long time was they're under this, this newer uh, front office regime was they, they were big on drafting college hitters because yep. they were, you know, they were close to major league ready mm-hmm. you know, closer. They wouldn't have to spend as long in the minors. Uh, but even they didn't do that this year. No, they, they drafted a pitcher out of high school. Yeah, they, first round. Their first pick is really interesting. I've seen some people saying it could be a lot like a yeah. Dylan Cease, um, like where the uh, situation with the White Sox, where they try to get him to the majors faster because he throws so hard. And uh, yeah, he could be a, a relief pitcher really quick. Yeah, yeah, his name's Chase Petty, uh, and he throws uh, 101 in games in high school, <laughs> and has like hit 102 in like bullpen sessions or side sessions. Uh, and has a really good slider. Like, his slider is actually his best pitch. Um, but they say he has a changeup, but, like, I don't think he throws his changeup very much <laughs> when when he's in high school. You, when you have a hunt and you throw 101 miles an hour, you probably don't have to throw a changeup very often. No, you don't need to throw a slower pitch when no one can hit the faster pitch. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and then they took a – then they, they got, the, like, the 36th round – or the 36th pick as well, and they took a um, – a catching prospect out of high school, so yeah, they didn't take they didn't take uh, college hitters out of yeah uh, out of there, and I think yeah, a lot of teams they followed suit. They yeah, absolutely. And there's like some other kind of interesting stories from the draft. There's not too much more to talk about here, but like it was the it, uh, the Astros are officially out of the doghouse in terms of punishment for uh, the cheating scandal because they lost their first and second pick this year, uh, and that was um, the last <laughs> of the punishment. That was they're, the extent of their punishment. Well, there was last last season too, but that was such a weird draft. Like, nah. right? Yeah, but uh, yeah. and then like, there's some talk that uh, uh, Jordan Lawler, who is the uh, the the most likely to be the consensus overall overall number one pick, fell to six uh, with the D backs, and uh, the thinking being he's really holding out for the, the as much money as he can get, and uh, maybe they uh, there there's thing he has a pretty strong commitment to UCLA. There was some talk about him doing that um if the Diamondbacks fail to sign him if uh they draft him and he doesn't doesn't sign it'd be the first time since uh the Astros in what was it 2013 where a first round pick didn't sign but um or or rather went back to school rather than sign 
Um, but it seems like there's some talk that they're pretty confident they'll sign him. He was, uh, I mean, he should be really I mean, good. If he has to go play, play for the himself. D-backs, then maybe going to UCLA for <laughs> a year isn't so bad. Oh come on! You wouldn't you wouldn't sign with the D backs if you got a, if you got a six million dollars signing bonus and were instant well, like third best prospect in their system. Well, of course I would. <laughs> I I don't like this. We're we're just assuming the D backs are, are a trash team every year now just because they had were really bad this year. It's been a while since like I don't know. They I mean they made the playoffs a couple years ago, but they, they weren't really like taken seriously to like really go deep into it though well that was because they're they're in the same division as the goddamn dodgers (laughs) yeah that's true Uh, they were a good team other you know they've been a good team as recently as like 2018 2019 cool any other notes from the draft here uh those are the big ones let me check my notes here are they done yeah yeah they finished up today Mm. um yeah they don't they don't go like 40 rounds anymore no just just i think 20 22 23 uh yeah. the athletic signed another guy named max muncie um that's a funny one and he has the same birthday yeah. as the other uh, max muncie wait what yeah 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 it, the a's have uh they drafted both max muncies <laughs> that's not a common name no not no at all. i don't think so i would maybe go by maximilian <laughs> oh, if i were the second would, one. yes Maybe uh. like Maximilian von Muncy. I am going to require that man to hit the bigs before Max Muncy retires, so that we can get them in a game together. He's got time, Max. Yeah. Uh, Max Muncy, the elder, isn't that old? He's not, and really, there's plenty of time for the uh, the younger young, Max uh, Max Muncy, the younger, to get called up, play for like two seasons, hit Arb one, and get traded to the Dodgers, uh, so that they wonderful. can play on the same team. That would be great. Uh, I want, yeah, I would love that just like I would love, you know, the, the Rogers twins to play on the same team sometime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be very fun. But other than that, there's not too much else to say about the draft. Um, Jack Leader and, uh, Kumar Rocker, uh, that was like the big talk before the signing. Uh, Rocker went 10th to the Mets. That was kind of a surprise for some people, but the Mets seemed really pleased. Let's go he Mets, really baby. Pleased. And, uh, Leader went number two to the Rangers, which I think, um, I think all the talk about him going to Boston was just kind of a smokescreen or something. He seemed pretty pretty eager to sign in Texas. I think he's got family there. So yeah, that's that's the end of the end of the draft. We'll see most of those guys at best in twenty twenty three. Very exciting Love, stuff. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I, mean, right. I think that's really the key to what makes the Major League Baseball draft the most fun in all of sports. Yeah, it's it's the long term. Uh, it's the long. It's the anticipation. Commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what yeah, what a, what an amazing event, you know. Um surprised that they don't have, you know, the camera crews all over the place um <laughs> watching all these kids, yeah. It's funny too okay. cuz like the one time they ever did like or the first time they ever did the draft pick uh live like they tried to make it a big event. Uh mm. the only guy who showed up was Mike Trout. <laughs> yep. That's so, right. So they did it and then like four like four years later like well, I guess we have to do this every year cuz we got Mike Trout that one time and that was really And cool. he was like and he was like a, but he was like a twenty sixth pick. Yeah, he wasn't even like the number one overall pick or anything. No, they had to like sit there and watch as he fell further and further in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> the one kid who showed up. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Uh, good draft talk. So, did you two watch uh, the home run derby? 
last night? Bet your ass I did. I did. I watched almost all. I missed a few minutes um, after I turned off the TV in rage every time Pete Alonso went around. But um, other than that, yeah. I, I caught all of it. <laughs> I, all yeah, I've, I, I've come around on Pete. I, I, I'm not mad about it. I just wish that he would show more respect respect for uh, adolescents <laughs> and for cancer survivors. That's true. No, it was. I thought it was cool as hell when uh, that kid got hurt and Pete Alonso was <laughs> we, just like. Bopping we love kids getting hurt. <laughs> kids getting hurt honestly is pretty funny. Like yeah, videos no. of like kids falling off bikes and, watch and shit fall, like that. I like can watch kids yeah, fall down all day. Yeah, yeah. Kids, watch kids. Yeah. Well, kids dying isn't funny, but kids getting like maimed. That's that's fairly entertaining. Yeah, like that that old vine of like the kid. He's like standing on top of like a retaining wall or something. <laughs> he looks back at the camera and then just like jumps through a glass like patio table. <laughs> That's like one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Like, absolutely, that shit rocks. Or like, oh, you know what they should do. Um, they should combine the other thing that's really funny, which is um, videos of kids getting chased by geese. And they should just put a bunch of geese in the outfield while, while the kids are shagging balls out there. Just, just have just have birds chasing them around, too. Just Why have stop a kid there? running for his life yes. from these, like, horrific birds. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, birds. out of nowhere, a ball just comes in and beans them in the head yeah, yeah then they also have to watch out for a you know towering uh pop fly the thing <laughs> from, from trey mancini or something the one thing about that that i think we can take it a step further is uh kids are pretty fast they might be able to outrun the geese we should also put the geese uh in the old timers game yes, yes. yeah 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 that'll that make would be that'll sw- that'll that'll introduce a little anarchy to to the old timers game Old guys love, you know, going out into the wilderness or going out into the, you know, outside and looking at birds. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's one feed, of their favorite Feeding things. ducks and looking mm-hmm. at geese and stuff. So, like. It'll be just like I'd that. I love that. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> let's just, let's add geese to the, <laughs> to all of these games. The, uh, the, 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 ho- the rules to the home run derby stay exactly the same. Uh-huh. Except, mm-hmm. except if you manage to obliterate a goose with your ball, you're yeah. automatically crowned the winner. Love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it's or it's like, that's like 12 home runs. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it, it gives you like a pretty much almost insurmountable advantage yeah. if you manage to do it. You know, I think... Yeah, I love it. I think this could even be a regular season thing. Like Manfred announced today that he's not going to, or that we're, they're probably not going to... Uh, keep the runner on second base rule and they're not going to uh, keep the seven inning games. Thank fucking God. What they're going to do instead is if it goes to extras past like the 10th inning, they'll just release a flock of geese onto the field. Perfect. Yeah. You you know what? Improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That is breaking news to me. I did not know that. Uh, I did not see that. I am thrilled. I think he, I don't know if he like said like as a commitment or if it was just a thing he said, he said it at the BBWA sit down and I think it was like a strongly, strong implication thing. We're, we're planning or looking not into not doing it, but um, yeah, that was a, uh, everybody seemed very pleased. It seems very likely that stuff's not going to continue over. The two rule changes that I like the least. The only people that like that, especially the seven inning game thing. Uh, it's baseball writers. Yeah. yeah. People who have to go to the ballpark every day. Early. Yeah, exactly. They're the only people that like it. Which, like, they can, valid. They can file their story earlier. Yeah. I support I mean, them in that. Yeah. But 
I do not have the same vested interests as them. No, the incentive so, structure is different for us as fans. Yeah. 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 We, we don't have the same class interests. I will just not. Like, I will you know, not, just like how umpires have a union, but you know, we can't. We can't. You know, have. I will not with shit talk a beat writer for wanting the games <laughs> to be shorter because I absolutely understand, and if I were in their shoes, I would agree one hundred percent. But I'm not a beat writer. So no, I'm trying to care. Give me them nine inning double headers, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Every every extra inning game has just been like less fun this year. Like even the ones where the outcome I wanted happened, it was still just like I would have rather we just played this game normally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I was uh, I was watching over the weekend the uh, the Euro finals, which. Um, <laughs> which ended in a tie and had to do the shootout went to it went to uh penalty kicks Uh or shootout or how whatever they call it and i I tweeted this at the time but like i i can't get on board with a game that has to change its rules in order to decide a victor like no ties Mm. no skills based competitions to end the game no play until there's a winner Mm-hmm. the players will eventually get tired enough where someone will fucking score. So like soccer might be the, the soccer is. might be the one sport where that's not true. They might just get too tired. <laughs> oh, too tired to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like that's, uh, but yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I don't really like sudden like total shifts of like and what got you there. The runner on second just very unappealing. Yeah. Fundamentally changes the, the like the, the actual game. Cause now because, like, the 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 thing, the strategy changes. Like, oh, okay, bunting is actually good now. Mm-hmm. No, get it out of here. <laughs> Although, speaking of bunting, I did see that gif going around. Of, yeah, uh, about, yeah. The KB, was it the KBO or the and the That MPB? was the MPB. The MPB does yeah. the skills contest, um, with a bunting skills contest at their all-star game. Yeah. Get skills contests, keep them far away from my regular season and my, my regular games, <laughs> put them into the all-star break. I don't yes. give a shit about the all-star game because it doesn't matter. And people are like, not really, I'm going to watch Shohei because he's starting, but like the players that are involved are just kind of like, yeah, cool. This is fun. <laughs> I'm not going to get injured though, because this game doesn't matter. And I play uh-huh. for my team. No, get a bunch of wacky skills-based comp- skill competitions into All-Star Week. That Absolutely. would rule. Absolutely. One of my favorite parts of last night, aside from all the mammoth dingers, was like when when the camera would pan to like the guy who's waiting his turn or just like all the other players that are like chilling on the field together, like players that play for different teams that are like hanging out and being buddy buddy and having a good time or even like um the players that used to be on the same team like i know uh marcus simeon and matt olsen were hanging out um trey mancini and and uh, machado Machado had like a really fun bro moment like give me that shit just show me them show me the best players in baseball Get the like, have all star voting. Do all that. Get me all the best players in baseball. Put them in one place and make them do goofy fun shit. Mm-hmm. And it can be it. It can convey meaningful skills like the home run derby does. Like mm-hmm. bunt, like bunting is a valid skill in baseball. It's undervalued or it's um, not valued particularly highly right now. But there's also 
the uh, contest where they hit the targets on the field and you got to hit to the targets. Like that's a very real skill. That's um, uh, if if you can do it in baseball right now, uh, it's incredibly hard to do against major league pitching, but, um, but it's certainly, it should be rewarded more and it's cool as hell to watch. Uh, The, the pitching accuracy uh, drill where they, those are cool. Yeah. Where they have to hit the ball size targets in different parts of the zone. Like, there's a whole bunch of ones you could do. Like you couldn't really do. I don't think you could do running. Uh, pitching ones are kind of iffy just because of injury risk, I guess. But um, right, there's a lot you could do that's more than just a home run contest. That would be as fun, cool in their own way. It's at least you know it wouldn't hurt to try it for a couple of years. We did. We did talk about on our last episode, our lost episode, the hot dog eating contest. Yes. Yeah. That's what really. That's what really there should be. Lauren, Lauren, you pointed out that uh, it's ridiculous that the you know Fourth of July Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Uh, is not at a baseball park. It should be affiliated with that is baseball. that is absolutely that is just a huge missed opportunity. Yeah, but absolutely. I mean, Watch some of these guys just house hot dogs. Would yeah, be so good. And Pete Alonso's home run derby reign of terror and begin his hot dog eating contest reign of terror because I know <laughs> he'll succeed at that too. It's he true. probably yeah. could. Yeah, house a, a whole bunch of hot dogs. Although so, again, yeah. like. Uh, like I wouldn't count out Joey, Joey Gallo or Otani for those either. They both they're both big boys. They can yeah. mm-hmm. they could they could house some goddamn chili dogs. <laughs> I oh it should be a chili dog eating contest. Be, <laughs> yeah. That would be so good. Just a big messy chili dog eating contest. <laughs> It'd be really funny to hear them do this exact same like like oh he's like he's such a brave hero survivor narrative, but for Trey Mancini wolfing on chili dogs. <laughs> everything's exactly the same it's the same like it, it's such an incredible turnaround like it's just a, it, it's such an achievement and such a beautiful to- story of the human what the human spirit can do and in, in the background he's just like double fisting <laughs> oscar myers <sighs> yes yes we need uh we need to get our petition to rob manfred immediately yes it's absurd we, we say, said it last week action item this is action item 1B after paying their fucking players. Yeah. Also, we could... a few points a few points during our this conversation I was like, "Wait, we already talked about this." And then I had to remember <laughs> that no one else heard it. No, yeah. <laughs> that it was that one was just for us. Yeah. That was that was an exclusive episode yeah. just lost, that's now lost in the ether. If you really want it, I'll, I'll sell to any listener who really wants it. Uh, my version of it. You can just have my version of it. Just <laughs> Lauren's audio. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, Pete Alonso won again. Yeah. Convincingly. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I'm, convincingly. I, which I'm okay with. Like, I was kind of irritated because yeah. I, I wanted Otani to win. I also like Joey Gallo a lot. Um, yeah. And I, I don't I, have anything against Pete Alonso, but I thought it was kind of dull to have a repeat winner. But now that he's had two... Yeah. I, I'm kind of into the idea of, like, the next is all about beating him, and he's the heel who, like, has to be stopped. As as he's... a person who hates the Mets, it is admittedly nice to have uh, a Met go back-to-back. Your villain. Be mm-hmm. very fun and exciting and, like, sh- a huge showman about it. Because now I'm like, okay, cool. I I have a vested interest in next year's home run derby. Exactly. There is a villain that needs to be dethroned. Exactly. And he, needs, he needs to play it I, out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care who does it. Well, 
I pretty much don't care who does it. Yeah. Just and, like, because I'm thinking, like, who else don't I really like? No, I'd, <laughs> I'd watch, I'd watch Juan Soto do that. I'd watch Ronald Acuna do that. I'd watch. Was, Juan Soto hit. Juan Soto hit when 525 feet or something. Dude, nah. it was insane. <laughs> he was the surprise of the night for a lot of people, and maybe yeah. he should. Yeah, I didn't because, expect like, to. I didn't yeah. expect that out of him at all. Well, he's he has power. He's just he's such a well-rounded hitter. He'll take the walks rather than trying to slug for it. Um, yeah. But he, yeah, you know, uh, um, it was pointed. Someone that made a good observation on Twitter that if you really want to do it properly, really make the narrative of like the hero coming back and overthrowing the villainous heel uh, Met. Uh, it's really got to be Vladdy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He's gotta. He's gotta get revenge yeah. from twenty nineteen. For sure. Why wasn't he in this year? He just didn't want to do it. He didn't want to. He didn't want to like be distracted. That's yeah, did, and like he he did like I think he had kind of a, he had a hard time after that um, that contest, kind of getting a swing back. He he seemed to have yeah. thought it, it really threw off his game for a little while. And there are a couple games back in the in the AL East. He I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I get wanting to focus on you know maintaining his uh, MVP pace. Oh yeah, I read. Um, I read that. Pete Alonso has now made more money from winning home run derbies than he has from playing Major League Baseball. Yep. That's disgusting. Because yep. <laughs> he is a very good player. Yeah, that's... Af- well, keep in mind, that's after they gave him a big raise, you know, air quotes, big, um, for mm-hmm. hitting, like, 50 home runs in his in his rookie season. Yeah, they bumped his salary up from, like, league minimum to, like, 600000 which is, like, you know, thanks. 70, 75 yeah. grand extra or something, <laughs> like... A couple grand for every uh, home run he hit that year, yeah. God. But yeah, he's got now two million from the home run derby, um, and uh, less than that from two and a half years in the bigs. <laughs> awesome, very awesome. Uh, all right. So, oh, sorry, I have, I have one more joke about ahead. that. Uh, it, okay. if he hadn't won the world's, if he hadn't won the a home run contest, um. He's he's only now officially in the tax bracket where uh, he's uh, making enough to be taxed more under Biden's plan. He's now the family uh, that's trying to. He's no longer the family that's trying to struggle in New York City on only four hundred thousand a year. All right, well, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> uh, is the All Star game is it tonight or is that tomorrow? That is tonight. Tonight. It's tonight. So it'll be like when we're done recording. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of fun. I always love the the whatever red carpety type shit that they do oh yeah um nick castellanos is wearing a shirt that his son drew and it is extremely cute and i continue being obsessed with nick castellanos um fernando tatis looks fine as hell in like Uh. a bunch of really fun uh pink and up like a pastel pink blazer. Huh. Cool. It's very good. <laughs> I'm going yeah. back and uh, I'm I'm going back and forth on whether I'm going to watch it. I don't think I can handle another Maudlin Billy Crystal uh, intro. Oh, Christ. oh no, not at all. Not unless he does uh, his jazz man character. Yeah, not unless he actually <laughs> like brings it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've got plans after this, so I'm going to have it on mute in my other screen. Because nah. it's not yeah, that important. I'll, I'll put it on. The the home run derby was appointment viewing. This is this is just a you know. Yeah, something. it's 
yeah. it's cool to see Otani make the start, but that'll if he gets any cool strikeouts, there'll be highlights of it. So it's like, yeah, for sure. I do. Oh, uh, and I'm seeing pictures of I am seeing pictures of uh, the players in the the uniforms, and oh god, they look awful. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm actually I'm. I don't like those uniforms, so I'm going to take the side that I like having a team uniform rather than wearing individual team uniforms. Oh, yeah, no, that is objectively yeah. correct. I don't like the individual team. I think that's just weird looking. It's. it's I'm glad uh, that they mm-hmm. did no. that for the home run derby, because didn't, ha- didn't they used to do the all-star uniform for the home run derby, or am I just making that up? Uh, I think this is the first time they've had a, like a, a, a uniform that says American League or National League that they're playing in the game. I don't know about the, about the home run derby. Since like the first one. Uh, all right. Well, it's the all-star break here. So we're like halfway through the season here. Yeah. How are we feeling about our various... How are we feeling about the landscape at the halfway mm. point? Well, you know, let's look at what's co- what ra- what races are still pretty competitive and what aren't. I'm just going to go down the list here and see like who who's running away with it. Who's um, maybe that's a good way to start. Yeah, yeah it sounds good. Okay, yeah. Um, AL East. Um, let's see here. That's Red Sox and Rays are within one and a half games of each other. After that, uh, Yankees, Blue Jays are eight games behind. Um, mm-hmm. Looking kind of tough uh but you know mm-hmm. that's not such a huge lead that uh, it can't be overcome well, yeah. either of those teams could still be a wild card too um uh al uh, central oh go ahead i was gonna say I'd, i just sorted it for league to check out what the wild card uh race would be Ooh, like. that's a good idea yeah uh and the wild card race in the al if we're looking at games behind uh tampa bay is one and a half or mm-hmm. it has a plus two game behind on the wild card. Uh, so it's two games ahead. Mm-hmm. And Oakland is in the second wild card. Right. Three and uh, a half games Seattle back, yeah. is three and a half back. Cleveland's four and a half back. And so are uh, Toronto and New York. Yeah. And the Angels are five and a half back. So I, I would consider those to all be in the mix. Yeah, for then sure. We get, then after the Angels, we get to Detroit at 11 and a half back. So <laughs> I think that's the that's the floor. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Barring barring some kind of real, really miraculous turnaround um, from... Yeah. From but anyway, sorry. Uh, continue yeah. with the AL Central. Oh, Jane, what were you going to say? Oh, nothing. I was going to say the Twins and the and the Tigers are are tied in the division right now. So yeah, you know, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> great. And unfortunately, no, they're not doing it. Unfortunately, we're probably going to see some sell offs here to make these things even more drastic. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know it's gonna it's gonna hurt real bad to see Nelson Cruz go somewhere else. Yeah, Ugh. but maybe he'll get to go to the White Sox and you can watch a better team. No, I would, I would, I'd hate that so much. I doubt that would happen, but yeah. But Probably there's not, not. I mean, there's not many places that want a designated hitter yeah. right now. Like teams yeah. that are that are uh, there's so there's 15 teams that that can use use it, and only so many are competing and need a designated hitter. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, um, AL Central would be next. Uh-huh. Uh, White Sox really seem to be running away with it there. Uh, Indian, mm-hmm. uh, Cleveland's eight games behind. Pretty tough. Not impossible. Yeah, they're pretty tough. They've got a like, much. They've got a much better shot at the wild card they're, than at they're, the yeah. division. Cleveland is real banged up. No, yeah. and like, I think there's been strength, some rumors they're talking about selling too. I would not be surprised. Like their strength is their pitching staff, 
and yeah, their pitching hurt. staff is very banged up. Mm-hmm. So like they they are you know three games uh, above five hundred, purely on merit of playing the AL Central. Yeah, really. Yep. Uh, yeah, and uh, AL West, it's uh, Astros and Athletics. It's probably still either of theirs for the for the division. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty close, and both teams are still pretty competitive. Yeah, the uh, A's the A's are three and a half back from the Astros, but <laughs> have a uh, hundred and four fewer on uh, runs on their run differential. <laughs> so I, I think I think that's where the real uh, <laughs> the real detail lies. Um, I, I like Oakland's chances of once again uh, scraping into the playoffs and getting bounced immediately. Yeah, I'd say there's good reason to be optimistic for that exact scenario. Getting bounced in the wild card game is kind of their deal. Yeah, but Seattle's <laughs> yeah. Seattle's kind of got a pretty yeah. decent record. They're just seven games behind, and uh, they're they're another wild card team. Yeah, yeah, I'd say they're overperforming more than the others. Yeah. That seems like it. Yeah, like every time I look at the standings and see Seattle above 500, it's it's extremely strange. No. And then the Angels are are one game above 500. <laughs> and who knows? Mike Trout's coming back soon. You know, who knows? Didn't they just put him on the 60 day DL? Oh shit! Did they? Did I miss that? Uh, July 10, manager Joe. Oh, God damn it. Video autoplay yeah. on fucking CBS Sports. Um, Joe Madden said Angels have yet to decide when Trout will begin a rehab assignment. Uh, Trout will be reevaluated after continuous workouts through the All-Star break next week. Now he's taking batting practice July 5th, so he's... Oh, that's good. Oh, oh, he was activated off the 60-day injury oh, list thank God. right after the All-Star break. So it was the, it was the exact opposite of what you yeah, thought you Yeah, the exact yeah. opposite of what I said. Cool, great. <laughs> okay. Yeah, cut but that out. That's That's great to hear. Uh, where were we? Um, but yeah, I think their pitching's underperformed too. Like they're mm. not they they're they're not as bad as they or they shouldn't be as bad as they have been. Uh, the reports I've seen. I am. I expect them to finish ahead of Seattle. Yeah, I I I I, I am too. Um, I've overestimated them <laughs> all season it all long and the preseason. So I'm not going to stop now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let me see. Where was I? NL East. Uh, I really the best... think they're still three. Teams there that could be wild card teams. Yeah, uh, I don't. This division's a fucking mess. The Phillies, the Phillies, the Braves, and the Nationals are all, and the I mean, and the Marlins. They're all closer to the division than the the lead in the division than they are to the wild card. I don't, I don't see any of those teams dethroning the Padres for the second wild card spot. I but, think the but, Dodgers have a the Padres have a harder schedule than several of them. Oh shit, that's right. I haven't I haven't and looked the at Mets, strength of schedule. The Mets could absolutely completely shit the bed that's at true. any moment. Yeah, I I so the Mets are in first. The Phillies are three and a half games behind them. The Braves are four games behind them, and the Nationals are six games behind them. And I if you put a gun to my head and said who wins the NL East this year, I don't know. Uh, probably the Mets. Probably. But, probably. Yeah. Like this Both division's yeah. fucking cuckoo. Yeah. Uh, um, lots could the happen. The Mets are the only. The Mets are the only team I see like maybe doing something at the deadline too. Mm. Like, yeah. I I don't think Atlanta's gonna do. The Phillies are going anything. To, Atlanta uh, kind of has to, or they're just done. <laughs> well, they're with the they, Cunha out. It's like. Mm. Yeah, I mean they've been having like just such a shit season though. 
yeah. like really kind of cursed season. Yeah, over they're there, having so. the season that the Yankees fans think the Yankees are having. Yeah, uh, the Phillies are going to buy a uh, pretty decent uh, reliever at the deadline who is going to pitch like shit, and then when he leaves the Phillies, he is going to be good again. Yep. <laughs> uh, the NL Central is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think the Brewers are pretty solidly. The, the Brewers are pretty there. head and shoulders above yeah. the of the others. I don't think the Cardinals uh, yeah. are an under five hundred team, but or they shouldn't be. I should say under five hundred. Yeah, they're they're definitely playing like an under five hundred team. Yeah. Um, Cubs. Are I'm interested to see. Selling. I'm interested to see where the Cubs' various pieces end up after the deadline. Yes. Uh, Cincinnati's surprising. I didn't expect them to be this good. Yeah, they ended the they ended the the uh, first half in, on a pretty strong like eight and two mm-hmm. for the last ten. Mm-hmm. So yeah, They're, I I, mean, I welcome. They just fall apart in a lot of games though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think it's a lot of one one run losses. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't see them overtaking the Brewers though, even with uh, the the litany of problems that the Brewers have as right. well. Uh, just both central divisions are not very good. Yeah. And then the NL West. Yeah, the Giants, the Giants. are still the best team in baseball. <laughs> yeah, still have the best record in baseball. Uh. Which, yeah, that's that's so funny. Like it's... nobody in nobody predicted that. Like before, like before the season started, like on here we were like, yeah, the, like I think the Giants are better than people expect. <laughs> uh, but like. Nobody like, yeah. saw them taking the, like, you know, being ahead in the division, like, basically all season. Yep. I feel like there's the only biggest... a couple days here and there where the Dodgers were ahead. Yeah. I feel like the biggest Giants um, optimists at the beginning of the season had them, like, a little bit over 500. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um, it turns out when you sign three pitchers on one-year deals and they all uh, pitch their guts out, uh, you can do pretty well. Yes. You can really outperform uh, expectations when all of a sudden um, Kevin Gossman is a uh, living god. Yeah. <laughs> Posey's hurt, though, right now, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. He'll be fine. He'll, yeah. Brandon yeah. Crawford will make up for it by just hitting uh, an improbable number of home runs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, next in the division, Dodgers are two games back. Uh, Padres six games back. Both with pretty, pretty good records, though. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah. some starting, you know, Dodgers have been hit pretty hard with starting pitcher issues last couple days. Yeah, yeah. The uh, <clears throat> the one place where like they have so much depth, but yeah. it's just hit them really, really hard. That's yeah. That's that's just fucking what happens sometimes uh a lot of pitchers getting hurt these days mm-hmm. it happens maybe should have kept alex wood maybe should have let him go <laughs> yeah rockies 18 games back and the diamondbacks 32 and a half games back at the all-star break woof <laughs> like, that is that extremely is... grim that's yeah, that's brutal. A two eighty three winning percentage right now. Yeah, oh, I think Christ. I think the uh, uh, defector had a good story today where Ray Ratto kind of 
comp them to some historically bad teams, and uh, it's, it's grim. Yeah, I think they're projected like the third worst team overall if they keep at their current pace. I think it's got to be hard for them to keep at their current pace. Yeah, right. Just, like, yeah, that that road losing streak, that like historic road losing streak, was like that was so bad. They can't like. It's, it seems like statistically <laughs> very difficult to play that poorly in today's major league baseball environment. Like, yeah, especially while they still have like a fair amount of talent on the roster. Yeah, like how are, are these guys just totally cooked, or are they like how long can they really underperform without it, like without some kind of bounce back? I don't know. Yeah, uh, was I, was this expected of them? No, they were supposed no. to be like third in the division, like not great, but. Yeah. I don't think anyone really saw David Peralta falling off a cliff. Uh, mm. Nick Ahmed suddenly like going from uh, an almost league average bat to like a 35 WRC plus or whatever. Uh, Eduardo Escobar is really the only person on the team who's contributed at all. And even he's like 10% better than league average. Um, Christian Walker. Yeah. Went from like uh, two seasons of like being a 110 WRC guy to uh, not even breaking 70. It's um Everybody's way underperforming. Everybody's Everybody dropping. thought the Rockies yeah. were going to be the worst, like in the division and maybe in the whole league. Yeah. At the beginning, you know, before the season started, we talked about the Rockies like three weeks in a row before <laughs> the season started. About yeah, how and shitty they they're, were. I mean, they're bad, but they're, they're not. Bad. They're bad. They're the the Miami, Pittsburgh, and Arizona are all worse than them. Yeah. In the National League. And then in the NL, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's say they're also Crazy. better than Baltimore, Texas. Do you want to do you want to fund Diamondbacks? Minnesota. Do you want to do you want to fund Diamondbacks bullpen stat? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, no one has an ERA under four. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. The the best ERA on the team is uh. Uh, setup man uh, Noe Ramirez with a 4.05 ERA. Uh, their closer Joaquin Soria has a 4.07. Uh, Joe Mantiply, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right because who is he? Has an ERA of 4.09. And then the next closest ERA is, is basically five and a half. As, how's your grandma? She's not having a good time. I mean, she gets to watch the Suns. That's pretty cool. But yeah, that okay. is cool. Yeah. Is she a is she a basketball person? She is now, you know. <laughs> they're, they're they're in the goddamn finals. Everybody's a basketball. That's the fan game now. in town right now. Yeah. If they just want to suck the marrow out of the Diamondbacks and, and win a championship for Arizona, I think most people in the uh, Grand Canyon State are going to be okay with that. All right. Well, it's it's a rough times in Arizona uh, if you don't like basketball. Uh, all right. Are we ready to do mailbag? Let's do it. Else we want to talk about. Let's do it. Okay. Ethnic Ohioan Mark says, uh, if they change the rules so that first and third base switched places, would that make the game easier or harder for lefties? Uh, it would make it harder for the hitters, right? But it would make it easy. It would give them more positions that they could play as infielders. I think from a th- left right throwing. I think from a batting perspective, though, like it would be, yeah, uh, putting a third baseman on the. Well, no, the first baseman has different duties. They can't really be as. Um rangy as a third baseman can because they have to play closer to the bag i think just the position itself right. fundamentally uh is a requires uh i think yeah it, it would make it harder for left-handed hitters um but uh n- not as hard as if a um 
if the bases were equally uh, difficult to defend or uh, equally, no, no, actually, it wouldn't be as hard if the bases were equally, um, had e the same requirements in terms of what a, a fielder's duties are. Um, yeah, it would be harder, but just, I think not as much as you might think, um, given the disparity of talent between a third baseman and a first baseman generally. Just every, every first baseman and outfielder would be a right-handed yeah. uh, thrower now at that point. <laughs> and you would be like, there, yeah, there's, there's just not as many guys that throw left. So like there'd probably be, I bet there'd be a lot of guys who would be like marginal left-handed pitchers that would end up just being position players instead. Yeah, like, probably training train that as a, as a, as kids like oh shit like you're a left-handed player like we're gonna train you from birth to be a shortstop <laughs> uh at price underscore yeah says why didn't they rig the home run derby for otani because they had to uh rig the mvp contest for him mm. that's right there's only so that's many right. resources to go around for that kind of thing uh man otani that it was rough watching him it was start that rough. like mm -hmm. he he just he just hit like ground balls and low line drives for like his first like fifteen pitches. So much of that contest is uh, how good the pitches you're getting are, and he yeah. got some left yeah. ones. Yeah, he got. He like were very bad. What killed me about it is he looked like really looked like he was gonna pull it out at the end of that um, the mm -hmm. first segment because he was really heating up and he was just crushing them, and then that last one just didn't go out, and the, the pitcher didn't get one over across to him fast quite enough, and uh, yep, it was close. It was really close. That was brutal. Uh, it was cool that they went to this like three swing, uh, swing off thing. Yeah. yeah, that was neat. That was neat that we got to see that. Yeah, it was cool. And, that, like, yeah, and if if he was gonna lose to anybody, uh, Juan Soto was a cool person to lose to. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Totally. Uh, Booby Styles says, uh, any ideas for how to keep the frenetic pace and dinger friendly format of the timed round home run derby, but make it more broadcast friendly so the audience can watch the home runs. Like the audience in the stands, or oh no, no I see. No, no, no. Yeah, like yeah. So because it's on because on TV they happen most so of the time you're fast just, that it's like you yeah. kind of miss yeah. some of them. I don't really the only really the only way to do that is to be um, that like that huge nerd who's like ah uh, they didn't wait for the ball to land before <laughs> throwing the next pitch. Mm -hmm. Like I mean that's the only way that you can really do it. Like, and that sucks. Like, the, yeah, yeah, and it sucks. So like fuck that. Like, uh, the get split different screen cameras. doesn't show it as much. Yeah, have I think one they... camera focus on ball A that's like halfway out, and have the other camera focus on ball B that just got off the bat. Yeah, and then you can see them go in like the different directions. That's re that's really not how cameras work, Stephen. Well, no. they have a million different views. Yeah, but they have to physically move the camera to follow the tracking ball, and that's hard. <laughs> they should have, um, like. A fire trail, follow the balls, like yes, that, like the N sixty four hockey game. That would yeah. Be cool. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Invest yeah, in like that NBA Jam, fucking ball. Like yeah, the ball is on fire as it's going to the uh, going to the stands. I th that, that would be cool. I think realistically, the best you can really hope for, um, given the production environment, is that they could uh, get quicker uh, replays of the of the good home runs and and mm. really turn around uh, packages mm -hmm. of clips a lot faster, and then be showing them. Uh, throughout the contest a lot more Definitely. yeah probably uh d d massive fool says personally i think the game of baseball should be more quote-unquote clown shoes what is the smallest rule change that would result in maximizing hijinks japes and general malarkey i don't think you need rule changes for that i think you need well you need to get rid of unwritten rules yeah you need culture sort of change yeah 
I, th- I think it's, yeah, I think it's culture change. I think it's how they, they sell the product. Bat flipping uh-huh. is mandatory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, get rid of all the dinosaurs. Uh, mic the guys up more. Oh, God, yes. Just yeah. put, a, put, put a mic at first base. <laughs> all the time. Yes. All the time. Yeah. Oh, I, I have... Hang a big boom mic over it. I think I have another. I think I have a serious answer to, to specifically okay. to invoking your japery. Uh, okay. If you can pull a hot foot on someone on the other team, it counts as a run. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like uh, like what was that story about the the guy like you know his corked bat got taken away, and so another guy on the team like did a fucking uh like spy mission mm-hmm. where he mm-hmm. crawled through the the ducks and like the, crawled through the ceiling to like uh break into the the office to take it like jeff yeah, frank do yeah 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 if you can do some solid snake shit <laughs> <laughs> like yeah you you get you you just win the game absolutely like, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah every game absolutely. there's like one prize that's locked away somewhere in the stadium and if you can get it without like getting caught by the other team, and you like you have to run out onto the field with it by before the ninth inning. It's like it's like it's like the, the golden snitch in baseball. If you can get it to the field, you automatically win. Boo! I was I was specifically not bringing up any Harry Potter. Related <laughs> shit. Well, it's your Boo. podcast. You can Boo. cut it if you want, but it's pretty apt. That's right. Yeah. You heard it. It's my podcast. <laughs> uh, I think also what we talked about earlier: the geese. Yeah. Yep. Yep, we just absolutely. bring the geese into the game. I th- bring the, I, I, bring I the geese into the outfield. I don't think, I don't think Major League Baseball is interested in in uh, drawing the attention of PETA. Mm. Eh, I think I think. It'd be well, fine. you know, they don't give a shit about labor rights. Why would they give a shit about animal rights? <laughs> <laughs> People get way more mad about animal rights. That's true. Than, yeah, than that's, labor rights. That's yeah. depressingly. That's suicidally yeah. depressingly true. Yeah. Uh, and then last question I got for us here, a little bit more of a serious one. My third Augustine says, Giants play the Dodgers seven more times for the trade deadline and only three times after. Is mm. it time to make a move or do they wait until, uh, or do they wait to see what their position is, position is in the standings closer to the deadline? Uh, I mean, everybody makes their trades like as close to the deadline as possible. Mm-hmm. That's just what what pretty much always happens like mm-hmm. you 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 know have to pay more if you want a guy for another month for like another month after and and nobody does that like all it it never quite made sense to me like mm-hmm. i don't know if you're gonna trade for a guy especially like if you're gonna trade for like starting pitching or something like trade for him earlier mm-hmm. get, get a couple more starts, starts out yeah. of him I, but yeah. you know there's a premium for that everybody's always waiting until the very last minute to try to like get you know the the seller or the buyer desperate to make a move so it, it happens later but it's whether the giants should make yeah they are in a position to trade they are by they should be buyers right now they have the best uh they, they have the best record in baseball uh they have a really good rotation but everybody always needs rotation help mm-hmm. no matter how strong your rotation is and like they only have like one of those guys next year so picking up rotation help that's longer than one year would probably be very very good for them as well that's interesting i i I took the question to mean that the the dodgers needed to buy earlier so they can get catch up on some games uh which oh uh go ahead uh it might be about the dodgers but if the dodgers should be buying too absolutely yeah yeah i (laughs) I, I think think it's actually a really good point that there is an incentive there to buy earlier because those games are going to be really critical if they want to win the um division 
Um, that yeah. said, I think there's also an incentive for teams to not trade with the, what was on paper the best team in baseball, uh, at least not until the last minute, because I think um, maybe this is overthinking the, the amount of strategy that goes into it. But uh, the worse the Dodgers record going in, um, there, there are incentives there uh, uh, when it comes to playoff time uh, and determining mm-hmm. optimal opponents in, in the postseason. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know why everybody always waits until... I mean, I know why they wait until the last minute, but, like, yeah. it seems like it'd be better to just do it earlier, like... Get more out of it. You know, a yeah. month before it, or, like, early in the season, but, you know, they just... You can't, like, trade draft picks in baseball, though. I guess that's <laughs> probably a big part of it, is that, you know, they, they can't really do that. Mm-hmm. There are rules about how you can how you can do that, how you can send money and stuff, so, I don't know. I'd be curious to see it. if that's actually something that comes up in the CBA. Like, I, I wonder if there is anybody really advocating for that no. i think they i think that that's something that's been talked about i feel like i've seen that somewhere yeah Mm-hmm. yeah Which i think uh, i'd be cool okay with. yeah yeah every other major sport has it uh i don't think it really you know dings the purity of major league baseball that much to, no. <laughs> to start trading draft picks now too i don't know how much you know sanctity there is there so i don't know yeah uh, cool. Anything else we want to talk about before we go? Not really. Uh, well, I'll just mention there's a great article in the Athletic of anecdotes about about um, uh, really great article in the Athletic that came out last week uh, that I finally read today about uh, just uh, team anecdotes about um, Ichiro. About yeah, about Ichiro. Um, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, really great article. Highly recommend it. Nice. Oh, and. Uh... I went on another podcast this week. Oh, uh, I was on those good old fashioned values, which uh, uh, is Ty Bobo Circus's podcast about huh? Seth MacFarlane shows mostly. <laughs> uh, we talked about American Dad, about like uh, the the newest season, and then kind of did a retrospective on the whole thing. And it was very fun. Huh? Um, so you can, if you want to go check out those good old fashioned values, uh, I'm on there this week. Hell yeah! It was very fun. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.